Believers, I'm Dr. Shante, and welcome to episode 23 of Branding for Believers, the podcast that equips entrepreneurs and influencers with the faith and the confidence to believe bigger in their dreams. This is part four of our Belief in Action series. Can you believe that? We have already had three juicy and relevant and really potent episodes on taking action, putting our faith in action, because you know I believe that faith without works is dead. And so this is part four of the Branding for Believers Belief in Action installment. And I want to start uh, by saying this, grab a pen or a pencil, something to take copious notes because on part four of our Belief in Action series, we are continuing our conversation from last week all about audience growth. I told you guys in the previous episode that audience growth is so big that it literally did require two episodes. So last week we talked about audience growth from the perspective of content marketing. This week we're talking about audience growth from the perspective of social media. One of my very good friends, Marky Lemons, she is a social media wonder kind. This woman is so brilliant. She came and spoke to some of my clients last year. And one thing that she said has always stuck with me. She said, why are you paying for the premium package when you have not leveraged free. And that is such a revelation because how many of us have spent money on the big bells and whistles when we didn't even leverage the basic pack basic package. And so social media is one of those tools that is free. It We are the commodity on social media. So when you think about Facebook or you think about Instagram or any of those social media platforms where there's hundreds of millions of users, we are the commodity because the fact that there are so many people using those platforms, those platforms become attractive to sponsors and they attract all kinds of attention. So I want to make sure that we are leveraging what is free free before we go out splurging on huge marketing budgets and packages and things like that, because you really can get some excellent traction with what is available free of charge. So in this episode, our guiding thought is this, go ye therefore and teach all nations. A lot of people are, are coming to realize that branding is actually a biblical concept. You know, the, the idea of having a platform and sharing it and having people go and evangelize and talk about what you represent, that is that is Bible 101. And so that guiding thought is coming from Matthew 28, 19. So in this episode, we are going to be talking about having a global reach, doing some content marketing on Periscope, engaging our audiences via Twitter and audience growth with Instagram. Now, I know some of you may be thinking, but what about this platform? And what about the other platform? This episode is only supposed to be 28 minutes. I do not have the bandwidth in this particular episode to uh, go over every single platform. However, these are the, the three that I have found to be ones that get quite a bit of traction if you have a strategic intention about how you're going to use them. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into our content. So first up, we have global reach. Now, our guiding thought is go ye therefore and teach all nations, not go up the street and tell your auntie them what I said. No, the commission was for a global impact. The commission was a large vision. 
attention. And sometimes I'm just going to say this. We just don't think big enough. A lot of times we approach entrepreneurship and branding and marketing with this mindset of, well, you know, if I could just bring in a couple of hundred dollars a month, you know, I'd be straight. Or, you know, if I could just have, you know, three or four, you know, uh, consistent clients, um, that would be enough for me. No, I'm sorry. Entrepreneurship is too hard. It's too challenging. It is too much invested in terms of your time, your talent, and your resources to think about three or four clients. No, you need to be thinking about having a global impact. So quite frankly, sometimes we just don't think big enough. And small thinking will lead to small action. How many of you have ever underestimated what it took to achieve something that you thought was gonna be relatively easy? We say things like, oh, well, all you have to do is A, B, C, and D. But then when you tried to do A, B, C, and D, you realized that there was a F, G, H, L, and by the time you got to spitting and cussing, you was like, you know what, let me hire a professional because clearly this is just not as simple as I thought it was. And that's how many of us approach entrepreneurship and, and brand building. You can't have that type of mentality because small thinking leads to small action. You don't you don't really realize what it takes to turn your brand into a household name. Another thing about thinking small is when you localize your efforts, you are localizing your money. So local efforts limit you to local money. If your platform has global potential, why are you just reaching for people who can pay you in your church circle or in your work circle or in your community or your city. You can go across the country. You can go across the world if you have set yourself up to have a global impact and you have set your brand up to have global reach. So that's one of the things that social media does. Social media is the great equalizer. The advent of the internet brings people who are in Australia pretty much to your doorstep. And by the way, shout out to my Australian listeners, to my Brazilian Brazilian listeners to my listeners in Colombia and Saudi Arabia. I see you and I appreciate you. You guys over there in the UK, my analytics don't lie. I appreciate you guys so much for tuning in and listening to me. But back on task, <laughs> having a global reach, local efforts limit you to local money. So you want to make sure that you are leveraging every tool in your arsenal to have impact around the world. And social media is the great tool for allowing us to do that. The great free tool that allows us to do that. So before I start talking about specific platforms, I want to give you guys some general guidelines. So this is definitely a part where the pen and pencil would be useful. So in general, use the 80-20 rule when it comes to social media posting, meaning 80% of your post should have value to your audience. I know I probably sound like a broken record these past few weeks talking about value, but the fact of the matter is when you are branding, when you want people to invest in you, you have to give them a reason to do that. And the reason for doing that is value. So while I know you might be cute or handsome, or you just got your hair done and your um, body parts might be on fleek, um, that does not add value to your audience unless that's what you're advertising. Hello, somebody. So we don't want to utilize our opportunity to brand and to leverage on things that are not going to help our audience. Another guideline that I want to share is posting. You should post 
early and you should post late. That's because many, many Americans, far too many of us, if we're being honest, the first thing that people reach for in the morning, and I mean taking it to the bathroom, is their cell phones. And what do they do? They're checking social media. They're on Instagram. They're on Facebook. They don't go necessarily diving into their work emails, even though some people who are workaholics will do that. But for the most part, if people are taking a phone to the bathroom, many of them are taking it there to use it for social media. So you definitely want to post early and then late because once people have gotten home and they've gotten settled and they've got the kids off to bed, usually around nine, 10 o'clock, people are still very much so sitting around with their phones in their hands. And so post early and post late. Another general guideline is use high resolution when possible. Now I realize that that camera phones are not necessarily Nikon or Canon cameras. I realize that. However, depending on your brand, especially if your brand is one that has a visual aesthetic to it, so visual meaning you are in culinary, visual meaning you are in fashion or styling, you do not want to start posting low resolution, grainy, out of focus pictures. That is going to diminish your brand. That diminishes your curb appeal. It's just like when you drive up to a house, if you're going to purchase it, now it might be bells and whistles and banging on the inside. But if the facade is crumbling, if the facade doesn't look well, I'm sorry, the buyer will start devaluing the property before they even set foot in the house. And that's even if they want to come in. So you want to make sure that you use high resolution photos whenever possible. Another thing that you want to do is be consistent in your branding, meaning when you post pictures, I certainly encourage you to use your logo or your watermark because one thing about social media, I can tell you from experience, people will jack your content. They will take a meme straight off of your page, screenshot it and post it up like it was theirs. It has happened to me. So you want to make sure that you are being consistent with your branding using your branded hashtag or using your logo or watermark. Another reason why you want to do that is because of brand recognition. So if you have a pink and purple logo, don't use red, blue, and green. You want people to have brand recognition. You want people to know when they see your logo or when they see your colors that that is you, that it creates a trigger, that that is something that is unique and special to you. So be consistent in your branding. Another thing that I want you to do is consider using a branded hashtag. So the hashtags that I have used for my brand include Believe Bigger, hashtag Believe Bigger. And I also use the hashtag Dr. Shante says. Make sure that when you are looking to do your hashtags, choose carefully, okay? Because sometimes those hashtags are already in use. And sometimes those hashtags are in use for things that have nothing to do with your brand. And you don't want to be associated with something that is damaging or disparaging or something that is going to make people question your credibility. So make sure that you check out those hashtags before you use them. Another huge guideline that I want to share with you is this. Issue a call to action. Bold print, caps lock, underline and italics. Issue a call to action, CTA. And I'm not talking about the Chicago Transit Authority because I'm from the city. No, issue a call to action. So often we post things and we share things and we don't ask our audience to do anything with it. We don't issue the call to action. This is why people are broke. People will go up, go up on a stage, deliver a rousing speech or give rousing content, get a round of applause, even a standing ovation and then walk off the stage with 
a feeling of pride and accomplishment and empty pockets and no gas money because you did not ask anybody to take action with you. You didn't ask them to subscribe. You didn't ask them to go to the back of the room and buy your book or go on Amazon and buy your product. You don't issue a call to action. So another general guideline about social media is issue a call to action, ask them to do something. So a call to action is asking them to share something or retweet something or tag somebody or repost your content to like it, to click on a link, download, join. Notice how all of those are verbs. Those are action words. Do this. So issue a call to action. I cannot underscore how important that is. A lot of times we don't have things because we don't ask for them. We don't, our audiences don't grow because we haven't asked our audience to share. At the end of every episode of Branded for Believers, I ask you to please share this podcast. If you have gotten value from it, I ask you to share it on Twitter. I ask you to leave reviews on iTunes. I'm issuing a call to action to help spread the word about this podcast. So now that we have some of the guidelines out of the way, let's look at some specific platforms. In particular, my new favorite, which is Periscope. And the reason why it's my new favorite is because first of all, it's new. (laughs) It's the new kid on the block. Periscope has been around just about six months. However, it has taken off like wildfire. Um, In fact, I'm going to be hosting a class on Periscope soon and very soon. So you will definitely hear about that. However, I want to talk about specifically content marketing on Periscope. One of the benefits of Periscope is that Periscope allows you to build your audience in real time. So when you send emails out or when you post a blog, you really don't know if people are there reading it, if when they read it, if they are clicking on your content or when they clicked on it. You might post something today and they might not get to it for four or five weeks. So the beauty of Periscope is that you literally get to build your audience in real time. Because when you go on Periscope, Periscope broadcasts to a global audience. Anybody in the world can watch your scope, can watch your channel. And so it definitely satisfies that, that criteria of having global reach because it's set up for you to have a global viewing audience. It also allows you to engage with your audience. I can't tell you how important that is. It allows you to call your followers by name. A lot of times at the beginning of Periscope, you will see people say, hey, so-and-so or good morning, this person or that person. You can't do that with email. You can't do that with a blog post. So Periscope really does allow you to build that audience in real time. And it allows you to build your audience because the viewers can share your Periscope while it is actually broadcasting. So often I will ask my viewers to share the scope that they're currently watching with their followers and it will go straight out to their Twitter followers. So it's a beautiful built-in capability to build your audience in real time. Another thing about Periscope is that it is dynamic content with high value. What do I mean by dynamic? Text is static, meaning it is words on a page. It doesn't change. It doesn't move. But dynamic content is content like this, like a podcast, because you can listen to it. There are some interactive components to it. So it doesn't just, it's not something that you just read, but it's also something that you can listen to. It's something that you can watch. And it's something that people can respond respond to you in real time. They can ask you questions in real time. They can give comments in real time. I've hosted Bible studies on Periscope, which have been awesome and amazing, and they will be coming back soon, I promise. Um, But dynamic means that people can interact with you right there on the spot. And the reason why I say it's high value is because always remember you are your highest value. When you think about someone
someone like Oprah Winfrey, you can subscribe to her magazine. You can buy her book. You can watch her channel and Super Soul Sunday and all that good stuff. However, if you want Oprah to come to your event, that is a high ticket. That is premium value to have the person right there with you. And so Periscope allows you to be with your audience right there in real time. And when people know that you have taken time out of your schedule to answer their questions or to to share your valuable content, then that is something that your audience comes to appreciate. I have some very devoted followers on Periscope. So thank you for everybody following Dr. Shante Says. I do appreciate you so much. However, Periscope, one of the things that I want to, to make sure that you are doing strategically is if your phone has the capability to do this, if it has the space for it, I would encourage you to save your videos. Periscope will give you the option to save the video, to save the, the scope that you just did. And the reason why you should do that is because you can get some double bonus out of saving the videos on Periscope. So you can upload them to YouTube. You can upload them to your podcast. You can upload the videos to an exclusive membership site. You can do all kinds of groovy things with the videos saved on your phone. So a lot of times people are thinking about, man, how am I going to add video to my brand? I don't have the time. I don't have the equipment. I don't have the budget to hire a camera crew. Well, with Periscope, all you need is a cell phone and the videos that you use providing valuable content to your audience, you can save those and you can upload those to YouTube. Another beauty about Periscope is that the videos are available for 24 hours for replay. However, if that 24 hours expires, you have the option of directing them to YouTube and you can start posting those links all over your Facebook page and on Twitter. Another beautiful thing about using YouTube as the replay option is because Periscope as it currently is does not allow you to fast forward or rewind. Oh my gosh, I cannot tell you how annoying that is because sometimes you have to leave a broadcast and you want to go back and pick up where you left off and you can't. You have to start all the way from scratch. So your followers will love you, love you, love you if they are Periscope devotees for having the ability to just hop on YouTube and skip forward or go back. So that's a beautiful thing. Another thing about Periscope is that you can think about it as having your own TV show. And so Periscope, think of it like your television channel. What is on the lineup for the week? You can create predictable content. You can let your audience know when you're going to be on the air and people can share that information and tag other people to tune in. Another thing about Periscope is that they have inked a deal with Apple TV. And so for those of you that have Apple TV, soon there will be the ability to look at the Periscopes on your actual television. So you will be broadcast into people's living rooms. And so think about that. If Periscope is your own TV channel, if somebody gave you your own show, what type of content would you be sharing with your audience? So content marketing becomes a really, really viable option on Periscope. Another thing about Periscope, let me just give you this quick tip, is that Periscope will create a thumbnail for you. A thumbnail is pretty much a screen capture so that when people go scrolling through the Rolodex of Periscope, they will see your picture. What Periscope does is Periscope captures the first few seconds of your broadcast. So whatever the camera sees when it goes live is exactly what people will see as your thumbnail image. So I would advise you to be very strategic about what Periscope is capturing in those first few seconds. Some people have turned the camera towards their website or turned the website toward, I mean, turn the camera towards their logo or turn the camera towards their 
your contact information because that's what people are going to see. So be very thoughtful and intentional about that first image that you want to pop up, especially if you're new to Periscope and you're still growing your audience. Make sure that that thumbnail that Periscope captures is something that you feel will draw your audience in. Another thing that you can do is be strategic about Periscope. You can Periscope to specific audience members. So even though Periscope has the ability to have global reach, you can also have a private viewing or a private showing. And so for example, if you have some loyal listeners or, or loyal people that have been watching your, your Periscope or people that have bought your products or client appreciation, you can host a scope that's just for them. So think about strategically how you can use Periscope to offer some exclusive content to people who want to take further action with you. So now let's move on to Twitter. Twitter is considered interest media. So even the people at Twitter don't consider it social media, they consider it interest media because people go to Twitter looking for a specific interest. They don't go there just kind of casually browsing through in general. They usually go there because they're looking for something very specific. And so some examples of interest media, some high attention happenings around the world that have gotten major Twitter attention are things like Rachel Dolzeal. You can look under the hashtag Ask Rachel. Don't do it now, but be prepared. Um, the 2012 election, the 2012 election almost broke Twitter. It was crazy the way that people were were tweeting about how they were being denied their right to vote. The 2012 election was crazy. And that's also how people watch the election results roll in. The Super Bowl is another example of interest media to this day. I just cannot understand why they did not give the ball to Marshawn Lynch in this past Super Bowl, but I digress. I just wanted to put that out there. But even when popular shows are on, so shows like Empire or Scandal or How to Get Away with Murder, this is what I mean by interest media. It gives people the opportunity to watch things with other people who are interested in that content. And so you need to think strategically what topics are of interest to your audience. And you can do things like create a Twitter chat. You can host a Q&A session specifically around the topics that they're interested in. So I want you to be thinking intentionally what topics are of interest to your audience and use those topics to create a Twitter chat. Another thing that you can do with Twitter is you can pre-schedule your content during shows that your client is likely to be watching. So for example, remember those client profiles that we developed back in part two of the Belief in Action series? So if you haven't gotten there yet, you definitely should go and check that out. But if you know that your client is likely to watch a show like Shark Tank, then that would be a really good time to start posting information that would be relevant to entrepreneurship during a time where Shark Tank is on because that will be a time when people are going to be on Twitter tweeting about the show. So Twitter is interest media and you can definitely use it to your strategic advantage. The last platform that we are going to talk about today is Instagram. Instagram is visual media. Instagram has also become the most popular for brand building. The reason being it is extremely mobile. So here's the thing I don't ever want you to forget. People don't leave the house without their cell phones. People use their cell phones to communicate with other people in the house while they're there together. People are addicted, attached, tethered to their mobile devices. Maybe not you personally, but I know that you can look at the world around you and see that people almost always have their head in their phone. And so if they are consistently on their phones like that, then it is always going 
going to be to your advantage to make sure that you have some accessible content for them to tap right into. And Instagram is extremely mobile. Another reason why Instagram is so popular is because it's visual. I hate to say this, especially being an English professor, but people don't like to read. They just don't. They prefer pictures or something really quick that they can look at and scroll through. And there's no clickable links in Instagram. When you make your post, people cannot click on any links so it doesn't take them out of that platform. So one of the things that you want to do with Instagram is you want to use the breadcrumb strategy. You want to leave little breadcrumbs, creating a trail that will lead them to larger content. So I have done this before with my classes. I offered a class over the winter called Jingle and it was all about how to create additional revenue. And so what I did was I created memes specifically for that class, specifically to be used on Instagram. Once I posted them, I issued a call to action for people to sign up for a webinar that I was hosting regarding the Jingle Workshop. And so you can use the breadcrumb strategy. Think about a launch that you have coming up or an event that you have coming up. If you want people to sign up for it, if you want people to get on your webinar or to join you on a Google Hangout, then think about strategically using Instagram to provide valuable content that will lead them to your larger platform. One thing that I want to say about Instagram, and this is critical because I am shocked by how many people have brands and platforms and don't do this, but As I said, there are no clickable links on Instagram. The only clickable link that is available is the one that is in your bio. So when people look at your profile, there is only one space to leave a clickable link. Do not ever leave that blank. Even if you don't have a website, you can lead them to a landing page. You can lead them to your YouTube channel. You can lead them to your LinkedIn page. You can lead them to your Facebook page. Do not leave that profile link blank because it is such a missed opportunity because if you catch somebody's attention and they want to take further action with you, basically you have completely locked them out of that opportunity because there is no clickable link in your profiles. Another thing about Instagram is this, you have to be consistent and this is the killer. This is the killer with most things, not just social media, but this is the killer with podcasts. This is the killer with blogs. This is the killer with branding period. You have to be consistent. And I know that many of you are like, I don't have time to be sitting up on social media. I have a real job. I have a real family. I have real responsibilities. Then you know what? You need to hire somebody. You need to put somebody on the payroll, get yourself a virtual assistant or use Hootsuite to pre-schedule them because you have to be consistent. The fact of the matter is there is no way in the world that my audience would have grown on this podcast as quickly as it did if I was posting episodes once every blue moon. It does. You wouldn't even be listening if I was posting once every blue moon. So you have to be consistent because if people find value in what you do, they are almost always willing to take that next step. So you have to be consistent. You can't do it every now and then. You have to post daily, at least once a day. And don't neglect the weekends on Instagram because what did I just tell you about people and their mobile phones? During the weekend, 
can. They are looking in the morning. They're scrolling through in the afternoon. And yes, they are scrolling through in the evening. So you definitely want to make sure that you don't neglect the weekends either. One thing that I will say about Instagram is that posts that contain questions drive 300% more engagement than those that don't. And so if you ask a relevant topic question, people almost always will answer. So make sure that you ask questions on Instagram instead of just always posting statements or pictures or things like that. Another thing you want to make sure you do on Instagram is issue a call to action. So a call to action on Instagram comes in the form of a tag. So you can always have a post that says tag someone who motivates you, inspires you. And more times than not, when people tag, what they are doing is driving people to your profile. Bam, you instantly have people that are doing the work of marketing your brand for you. So make sure that you issue that call to action every now and then to tag. So some of you are thinking, look, I don't have a visual brand. I'm not a cook. I'm not in fashion. I'm not in any of those things. Well, guess what? Me neither. <laughs> and my Instagram following continues to grow. And I do that through using words. So you can take a photo and you can add words and text to it. And those almost always have more impact than those that don't. And so there are apps for that. And I promise I will put all of these apps in the show notes, but you can use apps like Photofy. You can use apps like WordSwag. You can use apps like Pixlr, P-I-X-L-R. And all of those will allow you to add words to your picture so that it has greater impact. Another thing that you want to do with Instagram is use hashtags. Use them because they are really like search terms. Another reason why you need to use hashtags is because as the young folks say, ain't nobody checking for you. Until you become a household name, nobody's looking for you by name. They are looking for, however, specific content. And so if you're not sure what types of hashtags you should be using, you can go to Google AdWords and see what types of search terms would be relevant for your field or your industry and turn those search terms into hashtags. And that's how people find your content. I believe that Instagram allows you to use approximately 30 hashtags, use every single one. However, when you use them, don't put them underneath the post as a caption, put them in the comments section. That's something that I had to learn the hard way because what I realized was that my posts were starting to look like spam. And so now I've started to put my, my hashtags in the comments section. Another thing that you want to do is make sure that you always leave a caption. So when you post a picture on Instagram, whether it has words or not, you always want to leave a caption and that caption can be a word of encouragement. It can be a testimonial from a client. It can be a special tip. It can be a what? Call to action. And usually the call to action whenever I'm advertising this podcast is click the link in the bio to hear today's episode. So don't leave those valuable pieces of real estate blank. Another thing that you can do on Instagram is use video. Instagram allows 15 second video. A good example of who does this, there's a profile called Video Meals. Basically, they cook a whole meal in 15 seconds. And of course, they have rapid motion going so that you can pretty much see how it's done in a quicker amount of time. But Video Meals is a great example of how people are using video. Another thing that you can do with Instagram is you can put recipes underneath the photos. And so Video Meals does this. Another really good example of this is the profile called Fit Men Cook. So Fit Man Cook, he also posts recipes for everything that he uses 
in terms of the meal planning and prep on his Instagram account. If you're looking for apps that will allow you to do pictures and photos, these will be in the show notes, but there is Square Ready, which will take your video and put it in a square format so that it can fit on Instagram. There's Stack Motion, Clip Stitch. All of these will be available in the show notes. So you can just click on the ones that you think will work for you or your platform. So you might have Android or Apple, whichever one works best for you and certainly is free. By all means, those will be in the show notes so that you can play around with them. So that pretty much brings us to the end. Instagram, Twitter, Periscope, all of these are powerful social media tools that have tremendous potential. Every product that I've launched, I have launched it exclusively on social media and I have been floored by the results. I'm like, wow, I can't believe that all I really had to invest was the time and the consistency to do this. And it's netted me five figures in profit every single time I have done it. And so make sure that you are leveraging things like Instagram or the media that you're, that is relevant to your audience. That's another thing I want to say about social media is that if you're audience is not on Instagram, then you shouldn't use it because you might have a population that might appreciate it, but doesn't fit your ideal client profile. So all social media should definitely be used, keeping your ideal client in mind. So we have reached the end and we are coming up on the finale. Can you believe it? It's the finale of the Belief in Action series and you do not want to miss it. We are going to end with a bang because the final installment of this series, we are going to be talking about creating a system for success, systematizing your branding, systematizing your product launches. So we are going to be talking specifically about how you can avoid being a one trick pony, how you can get traction with very minimal risk and how to turn your free content into paid content. So if you got value from this episode, please share it. Please go on iTunes and leave a review or certainly you can hit me up on Twitter or on Instagram. I almost always respond to my comments if I see them. I appreciate you so much and I will see you next time.